Oh, we're back. It's been a bit, but we're back. And this is the Free Jew Podcast, and I am Dave. And there's a lot on my mind. And I'm glad that I get it. It just, the stars aligns today because I had so many thoughts today and so much to talk about. And, and lo and behold, the, the apartment is empty except for me. And, uh, you know, I could just talk some shit. I'm feeling really good about that. And I think this is going to be a great episode. We'll see how long we do. Um, at least an hour. I find that, you know, I'll do as much as I can here. Because it's like, they're so inconsistent and infrequent, these episodes, that I'm like, I might, I, I should at least make them long, so you got a lot to listen to until the next one, which will be, who knows? Who knows when the next one will be? I don't know. This is just like where we're at. You know, I'm, I have a busy, I have a stressful job now, although I feel in a far better place today on this Friday, June 2nd, than I had been at it at the beginning of the week, let's say. Feels a lot more comfortable. I think that's why my mind is allowing itself to uh, go back into like philosophy mode. <clears throat> is it, I don't even like saying that. I don't like saying philosophically or philosophy because it's just like that word is pretentious. It just doesn't sound <clears throat> to say you philosophize. It's like I've just been thinking a lot about things that aren't work-related, luckily, because things are more under control than they had been. So that's good. And we're going to talk about that. And some of the stuff that I was seeing on Twitter today that's bothering me a lot and just this continued, you guys have been here, you know, some of you have been here for a, for a long time, because I must have started this like three or four years ago now. So some of you have been there for a long time, and you know, I, I just, I change as I, as I learn and I grow. And opinions change and just overall outlooks change, and I hope that you've changed as well. I hope that we share that in common because otherwise we wouldn't really be learning much or perhaps we already knew from the start, but that seems unlikely. And I've been, okay, so I don't even, I don't know exactly where I want to start if we want to just get straight into it with the the political talk. And the one other thing that I wanted to, I, um, this was brought up, I think I got like a newsletter from one of the the podcast I listened to, it mentioned like the F scale personality test. And I tried to take it and it's like the authoritarian personality test. And it's really bad. Um, I'm looking it up right now because we can go through why it's bad, but we're not going to start with that. We'll do that a little later, but I'm just going to bring it up here. Um, oh, what the fuck is all this? I, I just want to do the personality test gender test oh we should check that out maybe we should do a couple tests autism test what the fuck is that what is all this there's so many different tests like communism test maybe uh oh villain test and there's they won't even put a swastika they just put a a black cross with a red background they won't even put the swastika there come on um homophobia test no, we're not going to do that. It's pride. It's pride. I wanted to talk about that too. Fascism test. All right. Um, 
These tests suck because the questions are awful. That's what the problem is. Like, it's possible, I think, um, oh, okay, there we go. All right, so it's set up, and we'll go through some questions. There's 30. We don't have to do the whole thing. But you'll see what the flaws are with the questions and what, how you like, if you just analyze the question, you're like, how, do, how could I answer that, though? It's like, you know, it's on a sliding scale. Neutral, agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. That's how most of these tests are situated. The political tests or in this case, it's like a personality test. But that's how most of them are. But then you ask yourself the question... Or, or you read the question and you're like, but what does that even mean? Because there, there needs to be follow-up here. A lot of the, like, this is most of the questions. I just took the thing and I clicked neutral for probably like 15 out of the 30 because I couldn't answer it. I couldn't agree nor disagree with it because there's just not enough information. It's just a bad, it's a badly done test. And apparently this is like one of the, it's like an esteemed test on how to spot an authoritarian. And then it's all these things like, what is it? Is that even bad to be authoritarian? Like if you're anti-authoritarian, then that's like anarchism. That's not liberal. You know what I mean? Cause liberals don't like the word authority because, or, or authoritarian because of its relationship to Nazism. That's why they don't like it. So it scares the word scares them, but you're like, well, would you want to, like uh, something devoid of authority, would you not want there to be any authority? So what do you mean when you say you're anti-authoritarian? You just don't like, you know, military parades. I get that. That's a more reasonable position. Just say you're against military parades and that kind of shit. But you're not anti-authoritarian. Of course not. No, like very few people are actually anti-authoritarian. You know, maybe like a, like hardcore libertarians and anarcho-capitalists and like anarcho whatevers. Those people are anti-authoritarian because they don't want to have a government. But most people don't want to not have a government. Most people realize the necessity of government. And that's something I've been thinking about too, where you try to think, this is something I used to play around with in comedy. And I used to do it on the podcast too, where you'd play around with like embodying a dictator, you know, like become the dictator, think like the dictator. If you had ultimate authority, what would you do and how would you utilize that power? This is like, it's a fun thought experiment because then you start to see some of the things that are done and you go, I get that. You might not like it. You might not like it, but you get it. Like one thing that um, <clears throat> you'll see a lot of from like the truther accounts and uh, you know, the people who are still conspiracy, it's like you, it, we're ready to move on. That's what I'd say to a lot of the, the conspiracy theories. Some of you still listen and I, I do like appreciate you. And it's the same way I feel about libertarians. I don't not like libertarians. I actually like libertarians a lot, but I'm like, it's time to move forward. Like we've learned and we've gleaned what we can from that philosophy and now we're moving forward. You know, because that's not the end point. It's really not. You start to realize it's not. And it's the same with the conspiracy theorist stuff. You get a better understanding of the way the world works, or at least your perception of how it works. And then you're like, okay, but what? why even have this knowledge? Because then a lot of them just start to be fear mongers and they just like love fear porn. They just get off to it. They're like, yeah, they're trying to make us eat bugs. Yeah, man. Can you believe this? Aren't you mad? 
and they, they just get all worked up. They all the time, they're getting worked up. And something that has happened to me more recently, and you've probably been seeing it, and as you've been listening, you've been experiencing this with me as well. You reach a higher level of understanding. And I'm not saying this to be like a, an asshole or, or to sound like, I'm just saying politically. You know, a lot of what people do, and perhaps I've mentioned this before, is they think that they can like, that their, that their knowledge of other topics is transitive to politics because it does affect them. Like politics does affect you. And if you're smart, and you're like a if you're smart if you're a smart person and but you do something completely unrelated to politics and you don't really like you just pay attention to the news and you think you're like in tune politically and like you have a a deep understanding of politics but you're just watching the theater happen so you might have a deep understanding of the theater but the theater is like it's just a show it's a fun show but it's like wrestling it's not it's, it's like, it's good for entertainment. It is. It's good entertainment. You know, like the beef between DeSantis and Trump is kind of funny at times. And, you know, DeSantis's campaign. You know, I, I'm not saying you totally ignore all that stuff. Like, I've been, I pay attention to it. I see DeSantis launches his campaign. It's just a disaster. You realize the guy's not a good candidate. Like in a week, dude, it's kind of crazy because it kind of, it seemed like he was the guy for sure. And then in a week, you're like, oh, this guy's very unlikable. And he's like, I've seen people compare him. I've seen videos that compare him to like Hillary. Uh, like, like the male Republican Hillary, younger, um, but just very unlikable. And it's true. He's just not, he's, he doesn't have Trump's humor, but I don't really care. You know, it's just. It's fun to watch. It's just like something to absorb as entertainment for its entertainment value. And then to also be kind of in tune with like the way people are thinking about it. And to, to, cause then like you, you could do like multiple levels of analysis. You could do like a, that's a lower level of analysis. That's like, you're actually looking at what's going on in the little skirmishes, but then you want to get a higher level perspective and see what's going on in like the whole landscape, like the whole, not just the little skirmishes. <clears throat> so you got to move forward. So it's like with the conspiracy, uh, the truthers will, will post these video. They, they've been doing like a new round of like, get mad about what they did with COVID stuff. And again, it's like, you have to move on from that but just take the knowledge, take what you learned and, and just move forward, but don't keep dwelling on it and keep getting mad. And they were, we were so manipulated. We were so duped and I, I was forced to take the vaccine and you keep telling yourself these things and, but just move on. But they post these, um, like compilation videos of the, the news, different news organizations saying the same thing and they're like the one that i saw today was like um no one is safe until everyone is safe you know they kept doing that and they were like no one is safe until everyone is vaccinated basically and um when you think about it from your truther perspective or your like liberty perspective then it makes you mad and you're like how could they have done that to us they're so deceitful and manipulative 
when you think about it as a dictator, you don't even have to be a dictator. Make yourself a king or make yourself just a president or whatever, you know, make yourself George Soros or Klaus Schwab, whoever the fuck you want. Just be that person for a minute. And then you see it through that lens and you're like, no, 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 this is very important. And I'm not saying I don't like how they do it. Okay, that's my problem. But I'm mature enough to understand the necessity to shepherd the herd. Okay, that's what the authority is supposed to do. So you got to give them a little leeway when they're being deceitful and manipulative. Of course, you'd love them to always tell the truth and to hold that in the highest regard. That'd be really nice. But that's a fantasy. Let's be here. Let's be in reality, because that's important for us to operate in reality. And these people are either immoral or amoral. So to expect anything less than deceit and manipulation from them is being far too generous. And it's just like, be honest with yourself. Why are you expecting anything more from these people? They continually show you who they are. And you keep going like, no, they're the real racists. Or you're like, they're hypocrites. What are you doing? Like, just stop. Come on, man. Let's move together. Because what I'm realizing and what I was going to say is that you... Okay. Yeah, so not to sound like a dick, but I know more about politics. And I understand politics better than... I'm going to say 90% of Americans. And that's probably being modest. You might be able to put it to 97. Because everyone's watching the show. Everyone's watching the show and then they, they get really good and knowledgeable about the show. And they think that makes them an expert. But they never get beyond that. If you don't get beyond that, you're only scratching the surface. It gets... Because then it becomes far more vast when you're outside of that. And it's the same with like the Overton window... If you were to put like a line from left to right, if we have to, it's easier to just put it like that. I want to talk about the horseshoe thing too. So let me write that down. Because I I have a point about that horseshoe theory and how it's stupid. We'll get to that in a moment. But if you want to put a line and you put it left to right, like far left wing and far right wing, and then you put where the um like what an american politics in 2023 is it's very very small it takes up it's maybe like 20 percent of the whole sliding scale left to right and it's more in the middle and it's a little to the left but not that much but that so that's like we're it's a random percentage maybe it's 10 percent. maybe it's 50 percent. but it's smaller than the overall scope And the overall scope, there's a lot more stuff. There's a lot more knowledge and like interesting people and and, uh, thinkers who exist outside of that window. And if you look them up, like, look, I, I found this guy Yaki recently, Francis Yaki. Just this is how they keep it from you. It's very simple. And again, I understand this. This doesn't make me mad. I get it. I get why they do this. It's important for them to do it. I don't like how they do it, but it's important for them to do it. Now, Yaki, right-wing philosopher, interesting um, interesting thoughts on things. 
Another guy would be Carl Schmidt. <clears throat> These are the two I've been getting into recently. Now you look up Francis Parker Yaki on Wikipedia. Let's see what it says. Let's just read the first paragraph or two. Francis Parker Yaki was an American fascist and pan-European ideologue. A lawyer, he is known for his neo-Spenglerian, I don't know if I said that right, book, Imperium, The Philosophy of History and Politics, published in 1948 under the pen name Ulrich Varenge, which was dedicated to Adolf Hitler and called for a neo-Nazi European empire? What? Are you kidding me? This guy's a fucking monster. Yaki supported far-right causes around the world and remains an influence of white nationalists. What the fuck? And neo-fascist movements? Oh my God, could this get worse? Oh my God, it's about to get worse. Yaki was an anti-Semite, revered German Nazism, and was an early Holocaust denier. Fuck. In the 1930s, he contacted or worked with the Nazi-aligned silver shirts and the German... Okay, well, you get it. I want to see how they define Holocaust denial. Holocaust denial is an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. See, it's not a conspiracy theory, though. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like revisionist history, which also has a negative connotation, but at least use the proper... Um, if you're going to try to discredit something out of hand, at least use the proper uh, pejorative. Don't use conspiracy theory in this case, say it's revisionist history. Because people hear revisionist history and they're like, oh, that's bad. So I know that's bad. So they'll get it. <clears throat> that asserts that the Nazi genocide of Jews, known as the Holocaust, is a myth, fabrication, or exaggeration. See, but then that's misusing the word uh, denial. Okay. Uh, if you're related to me, stop listening right now, okay? Unless, except for Rachel, you can keep listening. Rachel's my sister. Um, everyone else who's related to me, it's time to stop listening. Right now, I'm going to give you a minute to turn off your, your Bluetooth headphones or whatever. However you're listening to this, maybe it's going through the speakers. That would be far worse. Then you definitely need to shut this off. So let's just get that. It's, I'm not worried about losing a, you know, a couple listens. I don't need the... Uh... Okay. Um... Sorry, I got an email. Okay, so... Um... <clears throat> Are you still there? I hope you're gone. It's not denial for a lot of people. It's just skepticism. And you're just like more interested in like a, a more accurate represent, representation of what took place. This is true of all history though. It's not, it's, it's just curiosity, getting a better idea. And when there are very emotional historical topics, then it's, um, it's harder to get an accurate depiction of what actually happened and like how people felt you want to get more context but this is denial in some way some people think it's completely made up i think those people are retards those people do exist but most people like like yaki or you know intellectuals they um 
they're not deniers. These people aren't Holocaust deniers. They're skeptical and they have questions. They have legitimate questions, right? We were talking about the shoes on the last episode. So I, I just, it's, if you're going to say, make a different word for, but I, I mean, you know, again, that's me being silly. Cause why would I think there's a reason for this? Why would I think that, that they would, uh, think of a different term that's like less bad or that people can be like, oh, he's just a Holocaust skeptic. He's not a denier though. Um, Holocaust denial involves making one or more of the following statements. Nazi Germany's final solution was aimed only at deporting Jews from the territory of the Third Reich and did not include their extermination. Okay, but let's not even get into it. I mean, Hitler didn't want to send them to Madagascar. That's a real thing. Nazi authorities did not use extermination camps. That also the idea of all the Jews living in Madagascar is hilarious. <laughs> you just have a bunch of Eastern European Jews in Madagascar and they're like, it's so hot. Oh, I'm sweating so much. I want to go back to the camp in Germany. <laughs> it, was, it was a better climate there. That that's a funny sketch. That's a really that's a funny sketch idea. You got these Jews in Madagascar. Hitler sent them to Madagascar. And they're like, take us back to the ghettos in Germany. Holy shit. So fucking hot here. <laughs> it's a good idea. I'm going to make that happen someday. Nazi authorities did not use extermination camps and gas chambers for the mass murder. What if you say it's one or the other? What if you say they did have extermination camps, but there were no gas chambers? What if you say that? That's interesting. The actual number of Jews murdered is significantly lower than the accepted, accepted figure of approximately 6 million. And then the last one is the Holocaust is a hoax. Okay, so that's how they define that. But you see, in order to keep that Overton window that we just mentioned so slim, the people who are outside of this need to be discredited. Just out of hand discredited so you just make them a Nazi. It's very easy, and I would do the same thing, dude. Like, it's, I mean, we did the same thing with, with communists during the Cold War. They don't go as hard on the communists, but, like, I don't think they're really worried. I don't know why they worry themselves with, like, political philosophers because no one's going to read it really. And it's going to be very few people, but I guess it's the association. Probably that's what's useful about it because you could say like, okay, let's say I run for president and they can say, no, well, he's, he's documented on his podcast talking about how he's been reading Carl Schmidt and Francis Parker Yaki who are both Nazis, it's the association, because they realize that most people aren't going to read or understand these ideas, but they acknowledge that those ideas are very dangerous in an existential way to the regime. So they can't have someone who's going to come out of the woodwork understanding these ideas and then be able to utilize those ideas to threaten the regime, you see. They can't risk that. 
So they need to have the association. That's where the Wikipedia page comes in. That's where Wikipedia becomes very important. So, and I get it. I get it. People always think about survival at a very base level. You're thinking about survival. And you can think about in that way, the government is very similar to an individual because the government thinks about its survival. The regime thinks about its survival very much. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting so many emails and it's it's throwing me off, but let's persist. Let's let's continue. So, when you get to a higher level of understanding and I'm saying that it's only cuz I've been really interested in politics for like 10 years now and I've gone through all the phases. But you keep moving through the phases. Some people stop in a phase. And then that's preventing you, because even if you go from the, the left, it doesn't really matter what direction you take. You keep moving through the phases. Like at first you're, you know, for, for like a far left people, it's like they start as democratic socialists and then they push through that and they reach their side. They reach that, that side of the Overton window. But they're still out in the open and they, they have a lot of knowledge now. I'm talking about, and that's the, that's the distinction. I don't like even to call myself right wing or associate myself with right wing people because other people who call themselves right wing, many of them aren't. And they don't even know who these people are. It's like the real heavyweights behind their philosophy who make the best arguments for it and make the most sense. They've never heard of them. They think right wing is like, they like George Bush and that makes them right wing or whatever. I don't even think at this point, I don't even think a right winger would like George Bush, but they, they, they like, you know, Ben Shapiro and you're like, dude, you, you got, you, you got stuck. And a lot of people are just incapable of reaching that high level of understanding. And it applies to any discipline, politics, just being one discipline. I'm not saying I know more than most people in all areas. I'm saying I know more than most people when it comes to politics. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that that's like a egotistical thing to say. It's just an acknowledging, I'm just acknowledging truth. And I only know that because of how dumb I've been on this journey. Because with every... Um, with every new, um, like realization of things. It, you realize like how dumb you were in the last phase and especially like two phases ago or three phases ago, you're like, wow, that was, I was a fucking retard then. And then I was a little less retarded and a little less retarded. And you're just trying to free yourself from retardation over time. And it's like a lifelong process. You know, you might not be unretarded until you're 60, 70 years old, but you're always working toward that. That's the goal. But the nice thing, I'll tell you, this is what it is. That was a sip of water. Is as you reach that higher level of understanding, it's lonelier, but that's not bad. Because it would be lonely. That it would have to be lonely. That's just how all of these things work. 
you're not gonna, it's never gonna be like tons of people up there who have this deep understanding. It's gonna be very few people up there. But you don't, who wants to be in a really crowded place anyway? You don't need all that. And the thing that's nice is like up here, people are smart and no one's really that mad. That anger is like lower level stuff. Because there's a certain, I wouldn't even call it nihilism. It's not nihilism. But you're like, why would I be mad about this? You're not like hopelessly like, oh, this is everything. It's just never going to stop. And it's always going to get worse. And there's nothing we can do. And it's all horrible. It's not like that kind of nihilism. It's just like, well, looking at these things as they are and just assessing the situation, I'm not going to get mad about it. Like, I'm certainly not going to do that because I don't see a point in getting mad about it. So they're very, people are not angry. You get less angry as you move up this ladder of understanding, especially with politics or just anything where anger would be uh, a part of it. It probably, you know, that would apply to religion. Where probably as you get a higher level understanding of religion and not just your religion, you'd be less dogmatic. You know what I mean? If you start to learn about like the role of faith in society rather than the role of like Christianity in society, you wouldn't be as like a dogmatic Christian. And you wouldn't like hate Muslims because you'd be like, oh no, no, no. And then you'd learn to appreciate other forms of faith. And you'd be far less angry about like how Hindus are, they're worshiping the wrong God. There's only one God. He's my God. That's it. You'd be not like that because you got this higher level understanding. That's like the religious version of it. So it's a good, it's a good comparison because that's what I'm describing here. You can learn about Let's say, let's put like Christianity can be, let's hear this just to bother people. Christianity can be liberal or Democrat and Muslim can be conservative or Republican. What I'm describing to you is that you keep trying to understand better and better like, well, not you because you're, you're probably not liberal, but they keep trying to better and better understand liberalism. And then they reach the peak of understanding liberalism, knowing all the talking points, knowing all like the relevant figures, and they think they understand politics. But you're like, no, 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 no. You just understand like modern liberal thought in America. Because like, again, it's... you get. You just start to look at it differently because you're like, even liberalism in America is way different in 2023 than it is like in the 1800s. These are entirely different things. It's the same word. People think it's the same thing, but even in the same country, it's different. And then to start to think you can understand like different cultures around the world because you're like, oh, There was just an election in Turkey, and I don't know anything about Turkish politics. I barely know anything about Erdogan, but I heard like a news report, and they're like, Erdogan has defeated his center-left challenger. And I was like, 
Well, a liberal is going to hear that and be like, that's bad. Because <clears throat> because they 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 want the, the center left guy to win. But what do you what do you know about what center left even means in Turkey? I know nothing about what center left even is in Turkey. You know, that's when you're at the really higher level. It's not even necessarily that you know all these things. It's just like, you know enough to not be like, oh, I'm going to interpret Turkish politics through my American worldview of politics. It's like, you don't, you don't understand it at all. So why are you trying to, like, insert yourself into that? And what, why, and what's like, what do you get out of that? I don't know. It's like a, you know, it's like you're, it's like a globalist universalism they just want liberal everywhere but liberal could look very differently depending on where you are but they just think it's they're like he's center left that means good that's what i hear that just means good sip of water so um you know what i actually gotta pause for a second i'm gonna pause and i'm gonna come back Okay, you won't even know I'm gone. See, you didn't even know I was gone. <clears throat> so let's continue here. You, I'm actually, um, I'm walking. Hold on, I gotta turn on the AC because it's hot in here. So we'll keep talking about, um, we'll keep talking about this comparison to understanding religion. Is that like, you can learn about Christianity a lot and become like an expert on Christian theology, but it doesn't mean you have like a broad understanding of religion. You just have a broad understanding of Christianity. That's like the analogy I'm trying to make here. So you think about it in terms of faith instead of in terms of Christianity or just in terms of like religion, the role of religion in a society. And that's how you can become... It just makes it, that's when you're really open-minded. That's when you're really open-minded. So, like, I don't get all mad at communists. I like smart people. I say this all the time. There are, and it bothers conservatives when you say this, there are communists, Marxists, like, you know, Marxist, Leninist, communists, who are smart. And they're actually, like, interesting to listen to. I don't just get mad at them because because they call themselves Marxists. And that's because you could look up. You could be up here. So you're just looking at it as politics. You're not looking at it as like liberalism or conservatism. You're just looking at it as politics. It's more dispassionate. Then you also look at history because those two things are linked. And you also look at philosophy, because philosophy, it's kind of like the goal. To me, philosophy just leads to governance, like ultimately. All of these great philosophers, some people like to just stick with philosophy, but they don't like to make it political. But that's kind of the point. If you're trying to like discover the human condition and like what humans are and how we act and what we are like inherently and naturally and like what all these guys try to do, all these philosophers in the past, I feel like the whole point of that is to understand how to best govern society. 
that's like, it just follows naturally from there. So philosophy and politics are also linked. That's my opinion. Some people might disagree with that. And obviously, like, many philosophers are political philosophers, like, would acknowledge that. But some people are like, no, 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 it's not like... Like, Nietzsche isn't, like, directly a political philosopher necessarily, but he is, you know. So... So I'm just saying it's it's nice up here and it's lonely. I'd like if some of you can meet me up here, you know, like let's talk, let's hang out because it and it's really there's a lot of space. It's like a nice quiet bar. I don't like going to a club. Do you like going to a club, you know, with the, the music's pumping and everyone's crammed in like sardines and there's midgets dancing on tables, popping champagne bottles. I don't like that. <clears throat> That was, I, I went, we went bar hopping like two months ago, me and my friends. And we went to a bar and there were fucking midgets dancing on the bar. And they were popping champagne bottles. And everyone was in there and it was disgusting. It was like humidity from, like it wasn't hot out. But inside it was so fucking humid and, and wet. It was disgusting. It's like Madagascar, dude. I felt like a Jew in Madagascar. I was like, get me out of here. Why are there midgets? They hired midgets. So I was like, get me out, dude. Get me out of there. I want to be at the quiet bar where there's like five people. And then we can have a conversation because they're not playing the music that loud. That's where we you can meet me up here. I'm at the quiet bar. Everyone else, you know, like the Matt Walsh conservatives and... Uh, the Elizabeth Warren Democrats, they're all at clubs. Eventually you get too old for clubs. This is part of growing up. Why are you still going to a club? You're in your 30s. Even late 20s, stop going to clubs. Come to the quiet bar. Not all of you. A lot of you won't even want to. You, you like the club. And you should stay. I encourage you to stay. And those clubs are always going to be packed. Okay? There's never going to be a reality where those clubs are packed. They're always going to be filled. But maybe we get a couple more people at the quiet bar. We just get a couple. <clears throat> that's what you start to realize as you discover these people, and that's why it's harder to discover them. It makes sense. Why does it take, like, why um, in my journey, okay, I don't like saying that either. It sounds gay. In this progression of things, that sounds even worse. Why does it take like 10 years for me to discover who Thomas 777 is or who Owen Benjamin is? It's just because that would be how it is. That just makes sense because you have to first find the people that everyone knows about. You have to first find Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro or one of the or Candace Owens. That's where you begin. But if you're still there, then you're stuck. So you're still in the club. And people are bumping into you and you're getting mad at them and you're trying to start fights. 
not realizing that you're too old to be in the club at all. You're not 50 cent, okay? Get out of the club. Or stay. I don't care. Stay then. Good. And it's like, eventually, you know, you listen to a podcast maybe, and they have like a guest on, and you're like, oh, I like that person even more. And then you go to that person, and, they, and then th- that person doesn't have 2 million followers. They got like 500,000 followers, right? And then eventually, it just you wean down, and then you're finding these people who have like 2,000 followers, and no one knows who, you, who they are. And you're like, this guy's fucking awesome. You're like, I found it. I've arrived. Not necessarily, obviously, that kind of like, you continue to progress, but I'm saying you found like the true intelligence, like the real, you found the quiet bar. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like the quiet bar spokespeople aren't going to have 2 million followers. They're going to have 2,000 followers because it's a quiet bar. It's not a club. It's not a stadium. so that's what I'm trying to tell you. And it's, it's like, it's really nice. dude. You're not mad and you get it and you get it. And you can look at the things that you don't like and get it. You can look at the things that you don't like and be like, I don't like that, but I get it. I fucking get that. It makes sense. It makes sense. I would probably do that too. If I was king, maybe not that bad, maybe not that deceitful, but if you tell yourself, it's like, (laughs) it's like people, you just don't, you shouldn't claim to know who you'd, who you'd be under completely different circumstances and with completely different knowledge. And, you know, it's like when people say they would have hid Jews, I always make fun of people for that. Like in my, in my comedy. And people think they would have hit Jews. And then we talked about this during COVID, but it's like you wanted your neighbor to go to jail for not getting a vaccine, but you would have hit Jews. I'm like, you're insane. You have no idea. You don't know yourself. I'm like, if anyone would have hit Jews, it's 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 Dave who everyone thinks is a Nazi, you know? Because that's the other thing that, you know, Owen was Owen Benjamin was talking about this. I had to like I meant I think I mentioned I had to like stop listening to his podcast because I was letting it like get in like seep into my comedy too much and I didn't want to like rip him off. I don't want I don't want like steal jokes and stuff and I don't want it to happen subconsciously. So it's like I kind of just have to stop. But so I didn't stop listening because I don't like him. I think he's man. But um, yeah, I, I had to just for my own uh, integrity. I had to stop because I didn't want to. I don't want to rip jokes. Um, but he, he mentioned, um, ah, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. What was I even talking about, dude? I hate that. I just had such a, it just all derailed the whole train of thought just off the tracks. There's a fire. Whatever. We're, we're moving forward. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're moving forward. If you <laughs> don't get mad at me, I'm sorry. And even like, and this is what's good too. 
it's like someone I was listening to who introduced me to a lot of good like authors and books is Curtis Yarvin. But then Thomas 777 talks, who I also really like, talks a lot of shit about Kurt, Curtis Yarvin and says he's retarded and a fag. And I'm like, but that's interesting. I don't get all upset. I'm like, no, you can't say that. Thomas. I still like them both. But I'm like, this is interesting now. Like, I wonder why that is. I wonder why he says that. And uh, you just don't get so defensive and you don't get so upset. You can still like two people even if they don't like each other at all. It's not, you're not involved. You're not a, they don't know who you are, so. Why are you worried about picking sides in a fight where the two people fighting don't know you exist? And never will. That seems odd. So get up here, dude. Get to the quiet bar. But not too many of you because then it's going to become a club. It can't become a club. That's the point. But it never will be. <laughs> it, it's, it never will be. Because it's scary. Because there's a lot of obstacles that are scary that are between you and the quiet bar. Because... <laughs> here's... The, okay, here, here... This is a good analogy. We're going to like... This is going to be like the motif for the episode. Until we get to the tests later. This is going to be like the motif for the episode. Here, okay. Okay, okay, okay. This is, oh, this is good. This is good. The quiet bar has has two bouncers standing outside, and they're big and scary looking and strong. And your buddy, who wants to go to the club, okay? Your buddy is a club goer. And you're thinking about going to the quiet bar. This is a good, this is fun. Your buddy is like a club goer and he's like, dude, we're going to the club tonight. And you say, you know what, man? I'm kind of sick of the club. Everyone's bumping into each other and yelling and the music's too loud. And I don't think I like the club anymore because I'm 30. And he's like, dude, we will always be into club, dude. We always finna be into club. And you're like, aren't you white? Stop talking like that. And they're like, they're like, we're club people, okay? We're not quiet bar people. Those people are losers. And so how does he get you to not go to the quiet bar? He goes, you see those two bouncers there? They're Nazis, okay? You see how big and strong they are? As if that's not bad enough and not threatening enough. They're Nazis, okay? You see the one on the right? He's very, very, very racist. He is very racist. And they're not going to let you in just because you're you. You won't be allowed in. They don't want you in the... Those bouncers are Nazis. And they only let Nazis into the bar. <clears throat> That's kind of what it is. Because the, in this case, the bouncers are like the thinkers. You understand? Is this making sense? So one of the bouncers is like Carl Schmidt. Carl Schmitt's an awesome philosopher. And in order for you to really get in that bar and really like get what's going on inside that small, quiet bar, you have to get through the bouncers. The bouncers are going to make sense of things for you. Because I remember when, I'm, when I was first learning about like right wing thought, I just knew I didn't get it yet. I didn't really get it, but I wanted to get it because I felt like I would like it. It was a feeling. You know, 
And I, I didn't want to go to the club anymore. I was done with the club. I knew I was done with the club and I knew I wanted to go to the bar, but I didn't understand. I wanted to be able to understand the people in the bar, for example. And in order to understand that, you had to get through the bouncers, but they're not even really bouncers. Because when you finally realize, because in this analogy, oh, this is, I feel like this is good. I feel like this is good. I mean, I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place, but I feel like it's good. It makes sense. In this case, the your buddy, the club goer, is Wikipedia or whatever, just people in your life who are like, I've heard of Carl Schmidt and he's a Nazi. And then you're like, oh, well, I better not then. I better not. <clears throat> but if you don't listen to them and you go, no, you know what, man? Fuck that. I'm not going to the club. I'm going to the bar. I don't care if those guys are big, scary Nazis. I'm going to the bar. And you walk to the door and the bouncer is like, can I see your ID? And you show him your ID. And he's like, all right, yeah, come right in. And they're actually very friendly. And you're like, wow. But I thought you got, and then you you tell them, you're like, and I, is it okay? And they're like, you're like, I'm Jewish. Is that okay? Are you Do you let me, will you let me in? And they're like, yeah. They're like, you can come in. I mean, it's like, you might get upset. Like, that's, it, it's, it's actually, how do I want to put this? Any of these ideologies are going to be like accessible regardless of who you are. And people aren't going to be like, no, no Jews allowed. It's not like, and if they are saying that, then you're dealing with retards and you're just about to enter another club. That's club behavior. If it's truly the quiet bar, they're going to be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, okay. They're, they're going to be like, so if it's like the right wing quiet bar and you're like, and that you say to the bouncer and the bouncer's like, yeah, come on in. And you're like, but I'm Jewish. I thought you guys were Nazis. And they're like, no, I mean, you know, you might read some stuff that you, you, it might up, upset you potentially, you know, again, that's like, if you're not a free Jew, if we want to link it to the, to the title of, of our podcast here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, th that's, but that's what it is. Basically they're like, yeah, I mean, Hey, you might be, um, like emotionally linked to things in such a way that uh, you'll you could be upset by some of these ideas, but they're not intended to upset you. It's just to acknowledge certain things that are real. It's not like with the per. It's not with the intent of hurting you. That's what the bouncer tells you, and then you're like, okay, I'll go in. And you're like, okay, I'm I'm mature enough to like maybe get my feelings hurt over people making some generalizations about uh, people of my faith, that's okay. And then you go into the bar. So yeah, <clears throat> your, 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 uh, your liberal buddy wants to keep going to the club or your conservative buddy wants to keep going to the club. He wants to go to Matt, Matt Walsh. He wants to go to the, to the Matt Walsh club and your other friends like, no, no, man, come on. You know, what's really popping is the AOC club. That's what's really popping. Or like that, that those two kids who are always on Twitter or like TikTok and they're yelling about how Biden's awesome. I don't know their names. They were on Tim Dillon. It was kind of funny. But those guys, you're like, let's go to the, those bars. 
That's what they're trying to do. They're like, don't go to the quiet bar. It's because it's guarded by Nazis and everyone in there is a Nazi. And you're like, well, you guys are really annoying. So I, because that's the other part. You're like, at a certain point you go, <laughs> even if they are Nazis, that's what I'm saying. Because like a lot, like they're not, that word doesn't mean anything, dude. And in some cases, like, yes, Carl Schmidt was like involved with the Nazi party directly and advised, you know, he wasn't, but see, someone hears that and they're like, wait a minute, you're telling me Carl Schmidt told Hitler to put Jews in ovens? And you're like, is that the only way you can conceptualize anything that happened between 1939 and 1945? Is that the only way? <laughs> like, that's it? Even in this case, it's like 33 probably even before that, but I'm like, is that the only way you can think about things? And the other, but what I was going to say is like, at a certain point, you just look and you're like, dude, I just want, you're like, how much more annoying could Nazis be than you people? That's kind of where you get to, even as a Jew or whatever. You know, because for black people, they'll be like, though, you see those bouncers there? They're white supremacists and they're racist. And I feel like, like, so eventually you reach a point and the black guy's like, well, honestly, you guys are so annoying. Maybe white supremacists are better to hang out with. That's kind of where it gets to. And even the Jews like, all right, well, maybe the Nazis aren't so bad. You guys are fucking annoying as fuck. So I'm going to go see what I'm going to go see what's going on in that bar and see if it's as bad as you keep telling me it is cuz your club sucks. That's that's Yes. <clears throat> I realize that this episode hasn't been that concise in terms of like I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have that analogy prepared before it started, but I think we can all agree that this episode is great. And that, what had, okay, so, so now let's get to some current events and then we'll get to the tests. And this is what made me start thinking about this today to begin with. So, <clears throat> okay. Sorry, one sec, one sec. No, we, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're doing fine. Okay. What made me start thinking about this is I was just on Twitter. And um, there's a guy named... Uh, I'm going to get you his name because I find him really interesting. He's one of these smart communists. I really like him, dude. He's like one of my favorite follows. Um... And it's just so much better than all the other shit. And when you see it all on the same app and it all looks the same and you see something that's so high quality next to all this garbage, it makes it even more jarring in contrast, like just how bad it is. That's why it's important to follow. If you use Twitter, it's important to follow smart people, I think, because it helps you realize how dumb the dumb people are or just how easy it is for them to manipulate the dumb people. Because I think a lot of these people are smart. I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm just saying they're, they're like, Matt Walsh is probably smart. He's very, he's made himself very successful. But what he does is for, is for dumber people, I think. 
And it becomes very clear when you're watching people who are making smart stuff for smart people. And they're like, yeah, there's a barrier to entry here. That is one cool thing about Nietzsche, who like, people go on and on about, people, you know, people talk too much about Nietzsche. I don't think he's like that important. I find him kind of interesting. I used to like him a lot more. I'm more like ambivalent on him now. But one cool thing is like in, in Zarathustra, he's like, no, 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 no. This message is not for the masses. It's, li- it's just for a few people. It's not for everyone. It's, it's, and he acknowledges that. I find that cool. And I like people who do that, who like act that out. And this guy's name is uh, Logo De Dallas. That's his at. At Logo, L-O-G-O underscore D-A-E-D-A-L-U-S. Logo de Dallas. He's great. So I've seen his stuff, but then everything else I was seeing, it was like everyone today was talking about, like, what is a woman again? Because I think, like, it all seems so contrived. It, It seems so obvious that they were gonna, like, stream it for free on Twitter I hate this shit, dude. It's so stupid. I'm trying to make you realize how stupid it is because I know some of you would like see this and get into it. And I just want you to see what's going on because it seems obvious. I'll tell you and it'll seem obvious. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they're like going to show it. And something happened where Twitter was like, no, we're going to label this as hate speech. It kind of, I don't know if it was like automated or something or just whoever was in charge of that was like, we're either they were either they were not going to show it or they were going to say it's labeled as hate speech, whatever. And then all the Daily Wire people are like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Is this the new Twitter? This is Twitter 2.0? It's just the same as always. And then they get all outraged and then everyone's like retweeting and they're like, really, Elon? Really? Really? Are you serious? You're infringing our free speech. This is censorship of the highest order. And and then they get all worked up. They get all worked up, you know. And uh, everyone's yelling and everyone's screaming. And then Elon steps in and he's like, no, every parent should see. He tweeted this. He says, every parent should see this documentary. And then he's like, I'm, uh, I don't know if he apologized, but he was like, no, it, like we won't have it labeled or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the fuck he said. All of this made it like it's like the top trending thing, you know, if they just re-released it and there's no drama, then like, yeah, people watch it. But to to like re-release it on Twitter for free now and to have all this um, drama going on and now it's like a big story and it's like, did Elon step in to save the day or was it his idea to censor in the first place? Is Twitter 2.0 really a better place? Or is it just more of the same? You could just re, I mean, like, it just naturally, like, that just happens. When I recount that to you, it just comes out in a news anchor voice because it's so fake. You have to say it that way. Is, is there more than meets the eye here? Are the Twitter censors still employed? Did Elon really clear house? More on this at seven. Is Matt Walsh a victim or a faggot? More on this at eight. We reached out to 
Matt Walsh's team. And they were able to tell us that Matt was very upset. I don't know. I, I, I thought that I could continue that riff and that it would be good, but I kind of lost it. It's okay. <clears throat> but you have to read, like you can, it can only be interpreted or, or, or recounted in the noise of a shitty news anchor, because that's how it just, I'm like, it's so obvious. Like that's the whole thing. So, sorry, distracted. Let's get back to it. Okay, so, but that, it's just obvious to me. It's like, this was, it was marketing. That was marketing. It worked really well. So again, I'm not going to get all mad at Matt Walsh and Daily Wire that was really good from a marketing standpoint. They got a lot more eyeballs. They got a lot more attention. Like, so, hey, I get, I get it. I get it. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's everyone's just getting mad. But I get what they're doing. I can see it. I'm not getting mad. I'm like, I see you, Matt Walsh, but I know that you're a grifter and a fraud. Whatever. And if that, like... If you don't feel that way, it's fine. Like, maybe you, you like these guys and you don't think they're grifters or frauds. I'm just telling you, like, what I saw and that's how I interpreted it. I saw that and I was like, this is marketing and it's all fake. And uh, that's all. It's not like... It doesn't make them horrible monsters. I just... I don't, I don't buy it. So I'm like, that's a bunch of nonsense. All right, so um, <clears throat> the other thing that was happening, and don't they'll get theirs too. Don't worry, it's not we're not just going after conservatives today. But I saw that, and that was annoying me. And then <clears throat> everyone's like, Joe Biden fell again, you know, and uh, and then all the liberals were like running their script, and they they every fucking liberal that I saw was like, you fall too. You fall too. Sometimes people fall. Young people fall. Old people fall. He tripped over a sandbag. It was a sandbag. It was a sandbag. It was a sandbag. It was a sandbag. You fall too. Oh, you're acting like you never fell? Oh, you're acting like you never fell? It's, it's all like parrots. They're all of them. All of them. The right wingers like, this is an infringement of our free, free speech. This is censorship. This is censorship. This is censorship. And I'm just looking at this and I'm just looking at my 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 time like my feed on Twitter and uh I'm just like you're all retards. I just see retards now. That's all I see. You know um that episode of South Park where Stan starts seeing everything as shit? He starts seeing everything as shit, and so he starts drinking, so it doesn't look like shit. <laughs> I just see retards. It's like everything. You see red and blue, and you see, you know, liberty and uh, 
whatever, I, you know, human rights. I just see retards pretty much. And occasionally I'm like, oh, wow, this person's not retarded. Then, I, then I'm interested. But it's just not, it's a quiet bar, okay? If there were a lot of people, it wouldn't be a quiet bar. Sip. But that's just a new experience that I have where I'm reaching that point. And I'll continue to, to, to learn more and, and, you know, be smarter. But I'm, I'm at that point where that, that it's really easy to, to, to discern. It's like what I'm saying about the marketing with Matt Walsh. That was just immediately, oh, yeah, that's what's going on. Understanding, understanding. That's understanding. And you're like, I'm not going to involve myself in it. Okay, let's get to the tests and then we'll wrap this up. Um, it could be some fun with that. Probably we won't do the whole thing. But let's start. So this is the F scale test. You could take it yourself if you want, but it's kind of a waste of time. And you'll see, uh, you'll see why. Here's question one. Nowadays, when so many kinds of people move around and mix... A person has to protect himself, especially carefully, against catching an infection or disease from strangers. That one is actually like a more straightforward question, even though it could be worded in a clearer way. But that one I at least can answer and I would say disagree. Um, no weakness or difficulty can hold our country back if we have enough willpower. That's not the worst question. I want to get to the bad ones. This was actually like the clearest question. Sex crimes such as rape and attacks on children deserve more than mere imprisonment. Such criminals ought to be publicly whipped or worse. And I said, yeah, I strongly agree. I mean, I would say, here's what I would say for it. Like a ch if you like for it, okay, if you're a pedophile, and you rape a child, then I say public execution. I just say, we guillotine them. However you want to do it, we can hang them. I don't care. But I'd say you execute them publicly. That's my stance on that. And then for rapists, it depends, but at, at the very least, a long prison sentence. Because you want to, like, if, if it's like a, if it's like a violent, if someone commits like a violent rape, in their early 20s, then I want them in jail until like their mid to late 40s. Just so that that's like, they, I just want that, I want there to be, an, but then that's the other question. It's like, that's expensive. So at a certain point you're like, do we just kill them too? I'm open to that. I'm open to that. And people think that's extreme. I'm like, I don't think that's extreme. I think <laughs> that's the thing. The idea that a, a guy can like violently rape a woman and then go to jail for like four or five years, that to me is extreme, you know? Like I view that as extreme. I'm like, we're not gonna kill him? To me, the most sense is like probably to kill him, but, or at least, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, at least put him in jail for a long time so his like libido goes down and he's not like a 
wild fucking, you know, because that's just as a, as a man, as you age, that that tends to happen. So I'm like, let's just keep him in jail until that's kind of out of his system. And, you know, he can uh, if he really wants to rape so bad, he can do it to guys in prison, whatever. They're in there for a reason. Um, but that's expensive. And then you got to just like then. You know, that that would be, then we'd be putting a lot of money into the criminal justice system. And at what point are you like, is it even worth it to keep, should we just cut our laws? Like, is that even a loss? That wouldn't even be cutting a loss. That's just like, let's just get rid of this guy. Um, But I view that as like just that, but people think it's, that's what I find weird. People think it's extreme. I'm like, wait, so you think that someone who rapes a kid shouldn't be killed? I'm like, that's extreme. That's extremely crazy that you think that. I'm like, that's that to that blows my mind. Like, so I it's funny. That's what's funny about being so far outside the Overton window that things that people view as extreme, you're like, no, no, no. I view you, your position as extreme. Like what you're saying to me sounds extreme. Like a little kid, and you don't think we should fucking hang that guy? like a 45-year-old fucking pedophile and you don't think we should kill that guy? Like that, to me, that's extreme and crazy. That's how that sounds to me. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. Okay, see, here's a good example. Here, we got a good one. Nobody ever learned anything really important except through suffering. This is like an esteemed test, I think. Just the word, nobody ever learned anything really important except through suffering. Because I'm like, no, I mean, I'm sure people have learned things not through suffering that were important. I mean, I think suffering is important when it comes to learning. But I don't think it, it's like a prerequisite. Like it's the only way you can learn is through suffering. I don't think that, but the question sucks. So I just say neutral or no, I would, I would say, well, this, I would say disagree, but I would also say like, this is why you even, what what is that? What are you learning about me by disagreeing with that? If people would talk less and work more, everybody would be better off. That. What is that testing for? That's a stupid question. Some people should talk less and work more. Some people should talk more. Some people should work less. How do you answer that question? And would everybody be better off if there was less talk and more work? I'm like, well, what kind of work? Okay. Familiarity breeds contempt. I, I, like um, let's see. I'm trying to get the really bad questions. Um, an insult to our country's honor should always be punished. Like what, what is an insult to a country's honor? Like if, if Mexico sent like an expeditionary force into Texas to wreak havoc, is that like an insult to our honor? 
or is it just like someone in Canada who says Americans are bad and stupid? Is that an insult to the country's honor? What is an insult to the country's honor? And should it always be punished? I'm like, well, wh- how are you? Dis- is this like a geopolitical insult or is this like a foreigner saying he like a French guy who's like, I don't like Americans. I don't know if that was a French accent, but he's like, uh, je ne say like American, whatever. Um, but I'm like, what does that mean? Every person should have complete faith in some supernatural power whose decisions he obeys without question. Like, no, not every person, but lots of people is what I would say to that. Think like a dictator. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, a lot of people should have that. But not every person should have that. So I would disagree but then it's like, then they would be like, oh, oh, so you don't think anyone should be controlled by religion. I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. Did not say that. I think most people. I wouldn't even necessarily describe it as like most people should be controlled by a religious institution. I just say most people should have that belief. And I think it's good for them. But that and that's like the masses, you know what I mean? But I don't think all people should have that. But how is this being interpreted? Like, okay, here's a good one. Wars and social troubles may someday be ended by an earthquake or flood that will destroy the world. I'm like, I don't think so. But isn't that like, is that not? Because I feel like they ask this question and they're like, let's see how religious you are. Do you believe in the rapture? And I'm like, isn't that, isn't it possible? I mean, no. Wars and social troubles may someday be ended by an earthquake or flood that will destroy the whole world. Why earthquake or flood? If something destroyed the whole world, yes, wars and social troubles would be ended because there would be no people. So, yeah. But are you saying like a biblical flood or are you saying like, it's like, this is, how do you answer this? And what does it mean about you? Um, the Western way of life is disappearing so fast that force may be necessary to preserve it. I mean, I kind of, yeah. Um, here's a good one. Some people are born with an urge to jump from high places. (laughs) Like, what is that? Does that mean they want to kill themselves? Or does that mean they like want to jump from high up, but like, you know, off their bed or something like their bunk bed when they're a kid? That's a real question on this test. Like, here's, here's one. Most of our social problems would be solved if we could somehow get rid of the immoral, crooked, and feeble-minded people. I mean, probably, yeah. But if I agree with that, that doesn't mean I'd say do it. You know what I mean? So then this would be like, if I said, okay, look. If you can get rid of the immoral, crooked, and feeble-minded people, 
I would say more so the immoral and crooked people. Would the society be better? I, how, how would you say otherwise? Like, wouldn't it definitely be better? So wouldn't I strongly agree with that? But then this test would be like, dude, you're an authoritarian. You think we should murder every immoral and every immoral, crooked and retarded person? Is that what you think? And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. I just said, I'm, I'm just answering the question. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, to, to the point from earlier, like, do you, okay, do you agree or disagree with the statement? If all of the rapists and murderers were dead, things would be better. You'd say, yeah. And then they'd be like, you want to genocide them just because they committed a crime? And I'm like, I didn't say that. You just asked if I agreed if, if the society would be better. Yes. How could you say otherwise? Dude, are you really saying that you think if all murderers and rapists died that things would be better? Oh my god, man. <laughs> okay, um... <clears throat> when a person has a problem or worry, it is best for him not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. I'm like, yeah, maybe some people that's probably better. That's why... And I've talked about this before about like so many people go to therapy and uh, I think therapy is bad for some people, you know, I could talk about that more, but maybe we'll do that on a different episode. But I, I might have talked about it in, in the past, but I'm like, for some people, therapy is good. And I think for some people, therapy is bad. Like it actually makes their life worse. It digs up this trauma that they relive and it's not good. I don't think it's always good. I think it just depends on the person. But that's why I'm saying a question like this. I'm like, if a person has a problem or a worry, it's best for him not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. I'm like, who are we talking about? Who? Because that would be a very important, that would be a very important, uh, you know, factor there. I need to know who we're talking about. And then I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, that guy should ignore his problems. Like probably, yes. He should watch sports a lot. And just not think too much about it. But with someone else, you'd be like, no, okay, no, that person should stop distracting themselves and start thinking more about their problems or whatever. This is all I wanted to do. Um, I guess, like, do you want to do the gender role test? I know you can't answer me. I can't hear you if you answer. Let's just do, like, a couple and just see um, gender role test. Not afraid of risk. Oh, this is, like, your gender role. Individualistic is one word likable agree strongly polite i agree i'm polite dominant not really that would be something too because this is a horrible test it's giving you one word dominant okay like how physically or like you know because i i can like talk in front of a room of a bunch of people is that dominant you know i can't like beat someone up in a fight i doubt unless they're smaller than me and like didn't know how to fight <laughs> but i'm like so how do you mean dominant like strong personality what the fuck is this this sucks we're, we're getting out of there communism test last one people will not work hard in countries where they cannot get rich from their work I kind of would disagree with that because it depends. Like if the society, 
if the society slaps, if, if things are awesome, I'm sorry I just said that. I'm going to stop saying slaps. I don't know why I ever started. I'm sorry I said that. If it's an awesome society, then like probably they still would work hard. Because you just look around and you're like, this is really working. So I don't know. The unequal power relations between business owners and workers are inherently exploitative. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, I get communists. I get it. And that's probably true. It is exploitative. But is it necessary? I don't know. Let's do this another time. I've, I've said enough and, and uh, you know, we, we did some time here. We did an hour 20. That's solid. All right. So I am thankful. Whenever you listen, I really appreciate it. I do. And I hope you learned something. And I hope you loved that analogy about the quiet bar versus the club. And I hope to see you there at the quiet bar, friend. Take care.